Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, and every year's top story on this day, it's Murray Rothbard's birthday. He is the coiner of anarcho-capitalism as an expression and a school of thought. And ironically, he is the reason I was not blackpilled when I realized that the American experiment, the attempt to have a self-limiting government based purely on a piece of paper, was a total and complete utopian fantasy. I was about to just give up on, on order and then I was turned on to Rothbard via Hans Hermann Hoppe, and I realized that society is self-ordering, and that is even more hopeful because this horrible apparatus is not somehow a necessary evil. It's just evil, and now we know what our enemy is. So uh, cheers to Murray Rothbard. He died too young. And uh, I guess on to talking about the unnecessary evil of government. It sounds like Murray pulled you from the precipice of the black pill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is what happened. Uh, yeah, I was in near despair, and then I felt completely hopeful. And the black pill is when you're just, you no longer, you don't think there's any hope. Like, you're so, it's, it's, uh, if you, if you listen to Norman Dodd, the interview with G. Edward Griffin from back in the day, when he was investigating the Carnegie Foundation for Un-American Activities, he sent a researcher in there, a woman who was a lawyer for the government or for his team. And she read all the minutes of the Carnegie Endowment and saw how they intentionally worked to get us into World War One in order to change our culture from being individualistic to collectivist. And she basically lost her mind. Like she could not work after that. I mean, it was black pill AF. Like she just couldn't function anymore. And I, I am very cautious about people who are black pill. That's why the, my favorite, the greatest compliment I ever got was the only thing that exceeds your red pilledness is your white pilledness to me. I was really, really uh, heartened by that. That was actually inspired by the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, which you put in the propaganda report feed yesterday. So if people are interested in why I'm a white pillar, you can look into that. But at the end of this show, in the free 30, I'm going to circle around and tell you in the here and now what black pill you should stay away from and why. So I'm early, early, early teasing to the last story of the show, but I had a, you know, an epiphany over the weekend. I want to share it with you. Awesome. So yeah, go ahead. I just said awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's going to be good. So I heard this this morning. I just started laughing. It was the, who is it? Christopher Ray. Who is he? He's the director of the FBI. Yeah. Okay. He's from Atlanta. I remember that. Uh, so he was saying, it just totally me, reminded me of the Boston Marathon bombing when I think it was Mueller, who was the head of the FBI at the time, saying, yeah. oh, we don't know who these guys are. Here's a picture of them. Please, anyone call in. Meanwhile, they were associated with the CIA. They had been on a terrorist watch list and they mm-hmm. lived one mile from where the bombs went off. And this guy, after two days of scratching his head, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So this guy saying, you know, we, we were just, we were just standing there with our things in our hand thinking, what's, what, what are, what are we doing here? Like on January 6th. And that's definitely not what happened, but that all that bull was a setup to this guy saying the punchline today, which was, 
actually, the only reason, like, we're able to clean up this mess is because we got 270,000 tips. I mean, people really good for you were ratting out their own friends. Yes, it was 270,000 digital media tips. So the Digiverse is where the tips came from and where a lot of them originated through pictures that people posted online. And what he said was some people have even taken the painful step of turning in their friends or family members. This is the rise of digital collective evidence gathering online. And it is the, the beginning of really separating families from each, from each other and from their friends. If you can get families to turn on each other, you can destroy a country. It's totally out of Mao, Hitler, everybody. They all do that. The, the SS or whatever, the Stasi or whoever it was in East Germany. But um, hold on. <laughs> Are we sure that those 270,000 were intentional tips or, or were they trolling social media for clues? Oh, they were definitely trolling social I mean, media. Are for, they I counting mean, that's, that? That's a good point. I don't know what counts as a because digital they, media tip. They want you to think, I guess, that whatever, one in a thousand people called in a tip. And yeah. I was thinking you have 270,000 tips and you're saying that not that many people were even there. You know, they there were a lot of people there. But yeah. And something else that you said to that point is he also said that Antifa and other left wing groups were not involved. So my question is, is the CIA left wing? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But we heard the Rockfin clip where they're talking about the black propaganda agents, the CIA agents that go in there and they create paranoia and try and create conflict within those groups. So there was definitely agents there. Maybe they weren't left wing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't talk about that. That's another funny thing. Like they, the, the news journalists and stuff just leave out important parts of the story that are in like the side thing that you could literally prove to them. And they'll be like, well, that's not important to the story. Like, <laughs> right. Well, of course yes. it is. You know, yeah, it's totally it's important. crazy how they do that. But I felt like that dovetails with another headline I saw today where it says mom's demand action is a a gun control group that just wants to improve registra- gun registration laws on a federal level. So they're very specific about what they want, and they're rejoicing because they feel like Congress will make sure there's a total gun registry. And it just I, it cracks me up because I look at this stuff and I think here here they have like the the country, all the people, these different factions, or in the way the media presents it, as if. Everyone is clamoring for the total, for this totalitarian dictatorship. Yay, you know, total control, total surveillance. Like, we'll see all your guns. We're going to tell on your own. Yay, children are telling on their parents. Like, thank goodness, thank goodness, you know. Meanwhile, it is so obviously a top-down thing to corral us into this, uh, you know, virtual uh, uh, panopticon. It's it's nuts, but I got a really funny tweet about the mom's thing he says um anarcho canadian <laughs> said how are they gonna run a background check on your fgc9 and i knew immediately that had to have been a 3d printed gun but my guess is they damn can they'll figure out a way yeah i mean what it's it's a program right it has a signature yeah you have the thing plugged in they say they can they can zip stuff up through your plug <laughs> that didn't come out. 
<laughs> but I but speaking of the of the stuff that is like total surveillance state, I just finished a book today, yesterday. Jim Keith's book. I, I sent you the Illuminati Saucers one, yes. but I have the one it's about mind control and so and like engineering society. No wonder he was I believe he was um he died suspiciously like <laughs> within a year of writing this book. It was one of the best books of this type I've read in that. It's very short and sweet, but it's highly, highly sourced, documented. He's got very good judgment. He separates um, what's in evidence from uh, reporting personal injuries. It's really, really high quality research. Very, very good reading. And boy, he was 20 years, 22 years ahead of what's happening right now. He's talking about mind control experiments how they use, uh, you know, what you've talked about before, electromagnetic implantation into your mind. They can easily make you hear voices. This is stuff that's... Yeah. You know, oh, wow. That sounds interesting. It's really interesting. And people always want to know what books we're reading. But when we're having a conversation like this, I can't like stop down and write that. But if people listen and they want us to cite the book that we just talked about, tell us the timestamp. In the broadcast, we'll go back and listen to it and we'll put it in the show notes. Maybe I'll start a tab on thepropreport.com. But you have to tell us so that we don't have to stop down and write it down. We'll never we'll never remember it in the flow. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, but but I feel like there's like some other threads coming out of this. And like the Trump thing, he, he spoke at CPAC. Of course, he told everybody to get their vaccinations. He looks great. He is clearly retired. He probably lost 20 pounds already. Um, and I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, what what is the future for him? Hopefully, they, they nobody wants to wreak vengeance on him. Yeah, I don't. Believe I'm of the group that doesn't believe he is retired. I don't know what I mean. I think he's still going to be a public person drawing controversy and creating controversy. I think that he his he will brand that he will license his brand with to the, the gold Trump statue for him. Yeah, the idol. Uh, I think that he. But no, I'm just worried. Like the way in yeah. France, they just didn't they just convict. That's Sarkozy? exactly what they just did in France. Is the the first president to be sentenced in to jail in France's modern history? Former French president Nicolas. How do you say his last name? Sarkozy. Sarkozy. He's been sentenced to three years in prison for corruption wow. and influence peddling, which Boy. is that seems but, like a. Uh, the definition of right. politics. Totally. So the, they found him. They said that he was guilty of trying to illegally obtain information from a senior magistrate. This is back in 2014. And he is the way they're carrying out his sentence, though, is he's they suspended the court suspended two years of the sentence. And the judge said that the former president can serve the rest by wearing an electronic bracelet at home. I thought that was interesting because that's exactly what happens when the former president in the television show 24 gets sentenced to prison as they take the sentence down a little bit, put an ankle bracelet on him and can can find him to his home. But this to me, again, this seems like we're seeing things at the international level that are mirroring what could possibly happen here. Will Trump be prosecuted criminally? That's a question they always bring up in the media. Yeah. And I know with France, I've seen this before with previous 
people in high power, even Christine Lagarde, who I think is now, she's the head of the IMF or the World Bank anyway, but she's a big shot over there. And they brought her up on charges. I always felt, especially in France, there's always this kind of vengeance thing when there's a changing of the guard, and maybe that is foreshadowing. But I also noticed South Korea, Myanmar, they both, they when they put that woman in South Korea, I think they put her in jail. Like there was funny business getting her out of office. I believe it was her park. I should have brushed up on that one, but in Myanmar, I just saw a headline flash that said that they were, they were, um, over the past month, it got started, but there was an event today where the previous leader who this military coup is deposing was arrested on obscure and insignificant charges. So it does seem like a theme out there. And you have to remember, this is why people like Assad will, will fight to the death because they see what happens to Morsi and Gaddafi and right. Hussein. And that's why Alexis de Tocqueville in America, democracy in America said, Hey, it's great not to do that because then people won't think of holding on to power as this high stakes game of life and death. You just impeach them. They don't go to jail. It's a good plan. And, and any good thing about our history will surely probably, you could probably go through that book and see what the agenda is of gutting the American system. Everything he thought was good about it is going, getting eliminated one by one. Yeah, it is. It's a cultural revolution of sorts in, in America. And another thing from that book, he was saying how when you read the report from Iron Mountain, when you understand the war society, the war mechanism of control, you have to understand that it's been morphed into or replaced by the information control virtual world. So it it actually has to be looked at differently. And I was wondering, as I saw these stories about sports, that being gutted, this dumb thing in baseball where there's a mercy rule, like in pregame, preseason games, a coach can say, like, this inning's been too hard on my pitcher. We're just, I'm throwing the white flag and we're stopping. Like, they're taking all of the objectivity, all the competitiveness, messing up with girls' sports and everything. When they took the knee in the NFL, I just feel like they have, they're gutting it. And I had thought it was a very important social control tool. It was a model for war. But if we're moving away from that model, maybe the 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 unifying element of sports the community orientation of your team is they don't they're not willing that's like a limited hangout they're not willing to tolerate anymore so i don't know if if it's going to go across the board that they're going to gut like all the sports but i'm not interested in sports this year yeah if they're going to start having mercy rules in professional sports they're probably going to lose a lot of viewers especially even if they take it further and they have we have no winners everybody's a winner we have no losers i mean then i think they're definitely going to lose their audience Another reason, a thing that sports is being used for on top of that is the messaging aspect of it is delivering the propaganda messages to the target audience that sport that are influenced heavily by sports figures, especially the NBA. And we're seeing that again in Atlanta with the NBA All-Star Game. There was some controversy over whether or not to have the NBA All-Star Game because they were balancing the worries of COVID with, I guess, the ability to spread Marxist propaganda. I don't know, but it's funny to see them kind of have these public conversations about, well, COVID could be a problem, but not in this instance. In this instance, we're okay with the risk of COVID because we have greater things to pursue. And in the NBA, LeBron James, for NBA weekend in Atlanta, his group called More Than a Vote, which he launched a few months back. He also did another organization with Stacey Abrams. They are going to be doing a voter a campaign against voter suppression, pointing out the Georgia legislation that has been proposed to what they 
say to suppress the black vote. And all of the players are on board. The NBA is fully on board. So the whole weekend, it's not really an NBA All-Star game. It's a campaign against the legislation proposed in Georgia by a bunch of people that don't live in Georgia. I think it's funny that they are focusing on Georgia as being the center of unfair voting that hurts a almost exclusively, you know, their target audience are all Democrats. I mean, if if anyone got screwed in the Georgia voting, it was not the Democrats. Right. What uh, James's group, what's interesting about it, yeah, is they, they just like Abrams' group, all over the country, they helped get the arenas as, as public voting places. They were busing people to places. They were helping people to get them registered. They were walking right up to that line of vote harvesting, just like Stacey Abrams' groups. And LeBron James has totally been captured. He is totally. a propaganda vehicle. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that his um, ability was overhyped versus somebody like Michael Jordan, who's ability was not overhyped do you think that he was like set up as the iconic figure for this generation in anticipation of this along with maybe other people but or do you think that he truly is as great as they always said and that they just got to him and he's gotten got to he's Great. Don't get me right. wrong. And right. the hype around him was like no other. I, there's never been any hype like there was around LeBron when he came out. So that anytime there's that type of hype, they're, they, they're going to co-opt it and use it. So possibly they created it in advance. Is he as good as Jordan? I say absolutely not. But people would argue with me. I, I think Jordan. Oh, people would argue better. with you on that? Yeah. People of this generation. Are you kidding? People who are in their 30s would probably say Jordan dominates. People in their yeah, 20s the would probably say LeBron. Realize. Yeah. yeah. Jordan was yeah. a bad I, man. He was good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect at all anyone would. Th- I mean, that wasn't even the question. <laughs> I just man, unless you would know, you would forget that. I can I, talk I'm hours showing about my Jordan age. versus LeBron. I'm like all about Will Chamberlain. <laughs> Will Chamberlain's good too. <laughs> Patrick Ewing was my era. I was a New Yorker. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. Okay. Oh, um, I did hear something funny about the NBA. They were saying, so you know how I listen to the news and for the sports just to, because because it makes me laugh that they're that the guy reads a thing like this guy's out with a knee injury, this guy's out got an Achilles tendon, and it's never that. It's just like this guy's out with a positive COVID test, this guy's out with a positive <laughs> COVID test. So today it was this guy's out with a positive contact tracing thing that. We don't really. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding? Like, and then, of course, like the next one's going to be he's anti-vaxxing and that the guy has not gotten a vaccination yet. He's out for not having gotten a vaccination. That'll shame him. It'll cost him everything. Maybe you'll have somebody who 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 hat in hand Kaepernick's it like um, it's not that I sucked or anything. It's that I didn't get the vaccine. So now I'm a hero victim guy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're probably going to set somebody up. They can ruin for not getting a vaccine. The promising career that was ruined for absence yeah, of vaccine. For insane conspiracy. Maybe Steph Curry will do it as a retirement thing. So. Uh, so I've been noticing that here's another. Yeah, that's that's that. I think you may have expected Leffler to sell her WNBA. Yeah, that. I thought that they would not allow her to continue to have a stake in the NBA ownership as the whole team was against her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, no, nobody wants her. So I wonder what she did get for being such a complete and utter sellout. Yikes. She got to lead the group. She got a bunch of donations to create that competing group to Stacey Abrams activist group, the New Georgia Project in Fair Fight, Georgia. It's like maybe that's right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So um, 
the sports and so like there is the Kansas City Chiefs. There was the Jeep Cherokee story about American Indians not wanting honorific memories of their great cultures. Don't you honor me. (laughs) It's so crazy. Um, That's just silly to me. And then there was the eyes of Texas or upon you was became uh, subjects of controversy recently. It's Wait, the, what is that? I thought that was the Walker Texas Ranger song for no. the intro to that. Well, maybe it is, but they say it's sung to. I've been working on the railroad. I guess I haven't. My uh, my days in Texas, I guess, didn't impart that into my brain enough. But they really care about the eyes of Texas. It's a song that like everybody sings it. Everybody went to UT knows it. Yada yada. Everybody's supposed to stay on the field to they see all it. sing the eyes of Texas are upon yeah, you. Yeah, totally. Like no kidding. <laughs> and I guess this time everybody's supposed to stay on the field to sing it. And only I think only maybe the quarterback was there, and there was controversy about it. And the donors were like, "You get rid of that song, you're donezo. We're not giving you any more money." And the song, I guess, it just because of the era. Or where it came from, but like the words aren't racist or anything, but it just, I guess I've been working on the railroad feels racist because it's, um, I think that's about a chain gang, but I'm sure that the laws were probably discriminatory and the sentences were unfair, whatever. Like, I get that, but that, oh, and Dr. Seuss, six of Dr. Seuss's books are no longer going to be published. Because really, they, yeah, they I could they wouldn't put the passages. I don't have those books, but they didn't put the passages of what they don't like about it. That just says it disparages other, you know, subgroups or subcultures. I don't know. They said they really agonize over it. There's a lot of meetings and everything. I'm like, well, if it wasn't obvious. So for me, I feel like all of that, all of that, just like earlier, I said, you know, rat on your friends or register guns, surveil the social media, all of this stuff of pulling down the icons is about about disconnecting intergenerational traditions, disconnecting yourself with your region, disconnecting you with your culture, even pulling down Confederate war heroes removes the focus of the danger. So if you're black in Georgia and you see the Confederate, that is actually somebody emailed that to me. They use it as an opportunity to teach their kids. This is a problem. This is our history. We need to, uh, this is what can happen. I think it was, I believe it was uh, African-American Atlantan, but both sides will do that. And, and if it's about black people, don't you want to be reminded of the danger. Mm-hmm. So, and and even for anyone, um, I'll tell also, you my contact tracing yeah. story in the patron fifteen where I had an experience where I did not want to tell them my race, and they yeah. d- didn't want to hear it. So they, so I feel like it's very obvious that pulling down all this stuff has absolutely nothing with offending people and a hundred percent to do with making sure there is no culture because then you have no yeah. safety net except for to look at the government. And it's, it goes to Rosa Quar's thing about even architecture and stuff. They need 
regularization. They need consumerism. They need digitization. They need the stuff that makes things very uniform, very easy to monitor, to categorize, to collect data. And these kind of local differences or off the grid behaviors are don't help this totalitarian technocracy. Absolutely. And these kind of cultural checkpoints of common understanding, so to speak, when you tear those down, you they are replaced. They get replaced and that gives the power of those those in control to create the new cultural checkpoints that people are influenced by. Agreed. Uh, I would like to do a little teasing. It does tease. <laughs> but I didn't want to rush you if you had more stories. But I think we have we have lots more time after yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. I uh, I do. I'm hoping that we can talk about as our last big story in the free 30 that it's been a year since we were taken down from WSB. And I thought we could just touch on what that was all about. Some of the comments I got, I tweeted that and you put up our last show, our last show and then our goodbye show, yeah. which I think is quite telling. <laughs> and and as I said earlier, I have a major insight into like a black pill that I don't think you should take. And then in the patron 15, I do want to tell you about my brush with COVID and martial law in New York and some insights I have there, some questions I have for people who might have some insights into the whole nature of not only the psychological operation, but what is actually making people sick. And I think you're going to tell us why John Brennan should be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people heard that story, but you're going to tell us about it after the fact. And of course, a big thanks to the sponsor of today's show, True Hemp Science. My guy over there, I love him. He is always making me a little box of goodies. And I absolutely love it when they come. I'm waiting for some of his new products. I think he has CBD products you can inhale, but I haven't seen them yet. I am eagerly, eagerly awaiting those. So he sent me some... Stuff that actually tastes super yummy. Number 32. I'm really enjoying number 32. The gummies are great. As you know, I love the skin products. I actually gave a sample of um, one of the CBD things that he gave me. He's given me samples of different color of different numbers. And I then I get big bottles of the numbers I like the most. So I gave a sample to a friend who's a um, big fan of CBD. And she came back to me. She's like, that stuff was great. Yeah. So I guess she she knows her CBD. So she asked for her. I gave her one of the stickers. I gave him the sticker and she was all over it. So when he tells us that he has got the highest quality stuff, he's an expert for decades and there are differences, I, I believe him. And the proof is in the pudding. And I actually want to do a little live stream with him on Saturday. That'd and have great. people to ask questions. So uh, people have questions. Fun. So definitely, that'd be great. I'm, I'm yeah, using people... the CBD oil right now, the hemp oil, the rub on my knee. Yes. Uh, after I play basketball, I rub this on. It helps it. Yeah, it's the it's real. There's real stuff in there, and I mean, and it's God's gift to man. I really think so. Yeah. And I think it's outrageous that the government like controls that substance. Rope. Hemp makes rope. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's our guy at True Hemp Science. I absolutely adore him. And uh and maybe you can meet him. I've never said his name because I don't know, but if he's willing to come out, then we'll put him on the live stream and you can ask your own questions. So I also want to tell people about 
our some of our products that are not on Patreon for the Propaganda Report, how to support us. There's been some controversy about Patreon, and I'm actually going to talk about that in the last story of the day. But if you don't like Patreon, we can get you that premium content on the side. So you have to just connect with us directly. If you're on Patreon and you want to move off it, it's, it's a little trickier for us because we really like to have the community there. But you can message us there, or if you're not on Patreon, email us at thepropagandareportpodcast at gmail.com, and we can hook you up with that premium content separate from Patreon. But if you don't need the extra content, but you really love the show, we spend, if you listen to our show, you realize you might not need the extra content because we put so much free stuff out there. So much. But that doesn't mean we couldn't still use your support. We spend a lot, a lot of time doing the stuff that uh, does not pay the bills. So if you want to go and give us a one-time donation, it would be very, very much appreciated. Go to thepropreport.com and there's a donate button on the upper right. You can grab that. It would be really awesome. And if you want something to show for your support, there's also a shop button where you can get some of our really fun products propaganda report t-shirt the best is the 15 ounce mug best mug in podcasting it's so great actually i'm going to start sending it to people who are guests although it's like for me it costs as much to ship it as the actual mug cost but if you order it from directly from like on our shop button then it's just a normal price that's monica chose the best quality mug that's so she's not kidding when she says it costs her more to ship it because it's high quality because the first time i had them all shipped to my house and then i had to ship them all to people and i realized so now i found a place that makes the one i like um and it goes right through shopify so you can just press that shop button and the t-shirts are really nice too that i will send you from, from my house and i did fun stuff other stuff stickers coasters for your drinks i've got um, so check that out and just support us. We would really appreciate it. And if you are broke right now, and a lot of people are, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform so we can get as many people into the tent before they relegate us to the tunnels. That would be super fantastic. And uh, now on with the show, our last story, and then uh, we will move on to the patron 15. So let me just get to the thing about Patreon. People are uh, mad because some creator got booted from Patreon. And I noticed that some people are like, oh, we should all walk away from Patreon. Or if you stay on Patreon, you've obviously been compromised. And I'm like highly suspicious of getting a bunch of like struggling creators to suggest that people abandon Patreon. Like, I think that's just uncool. We're, we're trying to move, but like the, the alternatives are not ready yet. Yeah. It's challenging. It's challenging to shift over to something else and to say that if you're on a platform that you're compromised, it's not really cool. (laughs) No, it's not cool. And like with Twitter, I lost a thousand Twitter followers and a lot of those people just left on their own, did not get purged. So they're like self purging, which is reasonable. I mean, Twitter, there's no real value there, but this is how we connect with people who want the content that we produce. But anyway, that wasn't really meant to be an ad. I just wanted to alert people that when someone says that it's a little, 
Um, Seems like a marketing tactic to me by that person. Oh, by the person who got thrown yes. off. Yes. Oh. No, no. Well, maybe, maybe that also. Yeah, I think that there is going to be a level of intentional. I don't know yeah, if this person intentionally maybe. did it, but I mean, saying everybody on that platform must be compromised because I think so seems to me a way to try and drive people to wherever that person making that claim is. Yes, I totally agree. So we have like we have Rockfin, which I love, and I would love to just move it all over there, but it doesn't have quite all the features yet so we can't do it right now but we we would we will but if we had already done it it would be great to say ah screw patreon <laughs> so yeah because there's much less competition on those things so here was the funny thing we this we were taken off the air february 29th that was our last like our goodbye show last year so we don't have really an anniversary because it was leap year it was leap year yeah four years we'll have one or three years so people i I just posted the show thank you and i asked people why you know what they think the reason is that we got thrown off the air and i had a really funny one from mike the skeptic it's like you are a conspiracy theorist but he wrote it really weird so it didn't get tagged oh so got, like, yeah yeah it's really i could it took me like a minute to read it replacing the letters with numbers and other s- symbols yes exactly so ward my favorite avatar on twitter did you see that his avatar got censored i did i did see well that got since he didn't do that himself right he said they made they told me he had to take it down so people should follow Ward McAllister. It's a risque uh, avatar, I must It's say. a great avatar. It made me feel like I am dealing with a free man right now. <laughs> That's, yes, I, absolutely. It's a beautiful lady's butt, but now it is a censored, <laughs> a censored lady's butt. I aspire to his avatar. And he said, I'm proud to say I was a listener before your show got nuked. I first heard you on Dave Smith's show and was instantly hooked. I can't describe it, but Monica and Brad fit into my life like a puzzle piece. Super sweet. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, WSB, Welcome South Brother, was the name of it, is not the same without you. And uh, uh, Scott said, I, I rarely listen to the station anymore since you left. Um, the main guy is a turd. That's funny. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so I've got a lot, a lot of, a lot of love. And then in this like seven responses, I got like written responses to a lot of hearts, but two of them, this is just over the past 24 hours or 48 hours, two of the people who responded to me, their accounts were purged. So I don't know what they said to me if that was a reason. Maybe they said like, cause you, you were foreshadowing the eventual one stuff and every damn thing one person said dead on balls accurate i think that person might have gotten my cousin Vinny. 22 retweets um yes exactly exactly anyway so i am oh what what was else was i gonna say oh something i wanted to tell people like as a warning for the black pill so i noticed that you know, this Epstein thing just doesn't, people still talk about it. And I think he was a Mossad agent. Ghislaine Maxwell's dad was definitely a Mossad agent. I just read a book about him being, Maxwell being killed by Mossad. And I feel like it's possible that because Q is so heavily into the pedo thing, that they will get 
influenced to or come off as or actually embrace in their simplistic in a simplistic way, like anti-Semitism. Because remember how we were talking about, like, they're going for the Christian stuff and they're getting anti-Semitic, yeah. anti-Muslim. Yeah. I feel like they really want to make you seem like Nazis. So... They absolutely be, be, do, yeah. You know, be cautious. Like, there's nothing wrong with the cause of saving kids. There's nothing wrong. We fight hard to get yeah. that election integrity back into the last elections. But don't fall for that. These things are to wraps. Yeah. And if you go somewhere on March 4th to the Capitol or somewhere, know that it's a setup. They are waiting to collect data. They're going to have CIA agents in there stirring stuff up, trying to create paranoia, trying to create conflict. Be careful. The thing is a setup. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just I, I really feel like people need to be cautious about some of these traps. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're laying them everywhere. Yeah, they really are. I mean, it's just so broad. I highly recommend that Jim Keith book. I wish I it I sounds interesting. Called, I think it's called Mass Control. I thought it was called Mind Control, but I think it's called Mass Control. M-A-S-S-C-O-N-T-R-O-L. Oh, goodness gracious. So much to worry about. But I had a great time visiting my mom in New York. I'm going to tell you all about it in the Patreon 15. Awesome. Well, you guys can find your drive time news blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. And if you want access to that extra content that Monica was just telling you about, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron or rockfin.com slash propaganda report. We will talk to y'all in the patron 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day.